Hey guys, and welcome back to the Peach Hour with Paris and Bella. So today we have a very exciting guest. Yes, I'm super keen to have her and she's all the way from the Gold Coast. Um, we have Emily Rolls. Welcome. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. That's okay. So Emily, tell um, the listeners, who are you? Who is Emily Rolls? What is your journey? And a bit of background about bodybuilding and, you know, your journey, what you've, what you do. So. Yeah. Take it away, girl. Absolutely. So I'd say, oh God, I'm a few different things, I guess. <laughs> the yeah, main thing would be, yeah, yeah. The main thing, I guess, I'm a competitive um, bodybuilder in bikini with the IFBB. Um, but I'm also um, a professional fitness photographer as well. And I also am part of the IFBB Pro League official media team. So that's amazing. Yeah, a bit of both there. Um, wow. And I've been, yeah, I was a nurse for six years, still am a registered nurse. You know what? I, um, that is something I did not know about I you. didn't know that either yeah. Yeah. until we started talking. Yeah. Yeah, I went from, yeah, pretty much being full-blown in the hospital system up until, I guess, when COVID um COVID hit so that was kind of a big um, turning point for me to sit back and change my you know perspective I guess where I wanted to take my my life and and with the um, competing side of things and how I went in my first um, season which was when was that 20 2020 was the last it was the last Arnold that was not really the Arnold (laughs) oh okay yeah so what was that moment that made you realize that you really want to take bodybuilding seriously it was uh, it was before I like I guess when I was at university um I was grossly overweight um that was in uh, probably around 2014 yeah um and I was I was in my second year of nursing and I was sitting around 100 kilos um yeah yeah, so I'd seen the doctor and she'd essentially told me I was pre-diabetic wow I literally had no idea that's incredible like yeah where you are now yeah it's crazy so I I was watching I remember when I was at uni I was watching like just the classic like old school like pumping iron and yeah like yeah. all that kind Ronnie of stuff Coleman. like yeah <laughs> yeah like all just old school like on YouTube and then I ended up finding um you guys might know him Christian Guzman he yes. yeah he's very well known now but when I started watching his videos he was very like he was only a couple of years into doing YouTube oh, so and starting <laughs> yeah starting um Alphalete and all of his businesses preceding that. So, yeah, so this it was... sparked um, some motivation for you to, you know, yeah, start fitness journey really. Yeah, so I was kind of um, figuring it out for myself. I didn't have a coach. I didn't. I just knew I needed to lose weight, make a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed to do something. So I, I actually I didn't join a gym straight away because I was intimidated as hell. Wow. Um, so I was, yeah. yeah, I think all of us at some point have had that where you step into a gym and you're like, oh my god, what like it's confront- yeah. it can be confronting but yeah. I actually started doing weights um at home literally with dad's old dumb like rusty dumbbells yeah. and 
that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I learned how to like track my track my macros with my fitness pal. Like I learned all of that pretty much through Christian and his um he does a series pretty much every year. It's called Summer Shredding. Yes. Yeah. Um and he actually has a bodybuilding show now. Um that's the like it's the competition like over in Texas. So Wow. That's grown yeah. so much. So he's he was one of my kind of like, I guess. Idol? Like, Mentor? Yeah, in a way through just watching his videos and following his journey. So That's then incredible. I kind of, yeah, took it. Like I made that, I guess, my journey. And then oh, what are we, six, seven, seven years later and I've, yeah, gotten into the competitive side of bodybuilding but I've always just loved bodybuilding yeah just full stop you become it only yeah it only became competitive I guess competitive for me after I went to the 2019 Arnold um expo when I watched a few friends compete and I'd been to a couple of shows and I was just like yeah I think this is something I want to pursue so taking it back so yeah so you started your fitness journey um started like you know having a bit of a mentor and teaching yourself Mm. Um, when did you decide to do your very first show yeah so that was the start of yeah 20 2019 um March that was when the the last actual Arnold Expo was on Mm. um so yeah after that and I'd been I'd been to Melbourne for the first time went to Doherty's and all of that all of that energy yeah so I ended up after that trip to Melbourne and the Arnold, I came back and I approached um, Logan Robson, who he's always been at, at World Gym at Ashmore. Yeah, so he'd seen me pretty much training like when I'd yeah when I'd yeah. started there a few years before I decided to compete. So he'd always kind of known who I was and had kind of seen me in the gym for a few years before I um yeah decided to put the foot down and do your first say that I wanted to do it yeah so it was kind of like a meant to be kind of moment and it's been really like that ever since I feel like he's a bit like my dad (laughs) so do you have any tips for anyone going into a first prep um like how do you prepare yourself you know going from an off season to a prep how does that change and I guess mentally how do you change um you know yeah it's I guess when like taking it right back I guess I wanted to put myself in a scenario that was similar to a competition prep before I even thought about actually doing it so yeah. you would say um like start living the lifestyle first yeah seeing absolutely if you can like your steps if you can go into a calorie deficit to a milk yeah yeah 100 percent. I I set myself I think it was a 12 week um a 12 week cut I guess for myself to see if I could stay on that in that deficit mm, doing true. what you know I needed to do consistently enough to then be like okay now I'm gonna like I if I can do that then I could do it like you know I can then progress and do a 20 week prep and I can do a competition potentially I so think, yeah, yeah I think that's so important especially um yeah people who are wanting to compete you need to first be able to do the lifestyle because if you can't stick to that for just say a couple of weeks you Mm. won't be able to go through prep yeah like yeah it's such a I think it's just taken like it's taken lightly these days I guess how 
how much is actually involved in the competitive side of bodybuilding. So if you're not, if you're not living the lifestyle of a bodybuilder to begin with for a long time, and I'd say a long time, like a few years at least, Mm. um, to really get an idea of how your body works, because if you don't know and you're going in literally blind of how you're going to respond to to this extreme level of, of stress and like importance on something that, you know, is really it's a rich man's sport. It's yeah. not something that we go in to get like to get paid for or it's got to be something a bit more internally um What's you know, motivating than that. Yeah. Even um like your metabolic rate, like how your body responds. Yeah. Absolutely, because everyone is so different and so you can't just take what someone else has done and replicate it and expect to have a That's you know the same result. Because people, you know, everyone is so different. So someone can post, you know, what they eat on Instagram or their story and then they try to apply it to themselves. But it's like mm. everyone is so different. So someone's that's, intake yeah. is going to be different to Not yours. cookie cutter. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like that's why I, even though if I get questions about like people asking what, you know, what calories I'm on or what macros I'm I'm on, I just, I never share any of that. Yes. And I, yeah. I personally just, I don't like seeing people's statistics of what they're doing because it just, I mean, it's painting a picture of their journey, but then to the person that doesn't know and looks at that person and goes, oh, like she's doing that. So I'm going to have to do that. It's not the case. Especially because prep is so extreme. It's actually not that healthy. Like No, no it's not. No it is 100% not. Yeah, People are like normalising it when mm-hmm. people need to really put a disclaimer, you know, this isn't actually healthy. This isn't a very extreme sport. If you want to get, you know, fit and healthy, going into prep is not the way. I think that's exactly. the main point about this um, episode is we want to educate, I guess, everyone who might be interested in this sport, but just to educate, mm. you know, what's involved. So, you know, that's a coach and, um, you know, being educated about your nutrition. So do you have anything you think that's important for people to be educated about? Yeah. Because um, I feel like it's becoming a bit of a, tr- a trend, essentially. Yeah, 100%. I've... Like, even though my competitive, I guess, journey has only been the last real three years, probably competitively, I've been a bodybuilder for about seven years total. So the first few years was me learning about my body and then taking it to another level when I knew I was in the right space for that to happen, I think, and realising that it wasn't, an external thing that I was like, you know, I'm trying to be like another person. It was more seeing my own progress and what I'd done and then just taking that to the next level. So if someone is starting it just purely out of, you know, the excitement of of what that, yeah, the like it is, it's very, it's alluring. Like Mm. you're looking at these people that make that make their bodies look ridiculous like I look at photos now like I'm five I'm around five weeks out from um, my next competition so I'm looking for at photos of me in my off season and it's so 
drastically different. Yeah. Like if people go into it and are not, you know, confident in themselves and don't know their, their direction in life, then it can really be something that paints the sport in a bad light. Yeah. And I think the thing to highlight, you know, you spent years building. So now you're basically showing all your hard work, you know, you put Mm -hmm. go. So it's not something, you know, you just prepped and you've just gone to the gym, but yeah, you put years into hard work for this. So take you out of the oven. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, anytime anyone says to me, like, oh, like I want to prep, like, you know, or like people that have done it like multiple times or if it's their first if it's their first crack at it it's like there's no there's like nothing wrong with being in the oven for a bit longer like (laughs) as as a bodybuilder like if it's a cake no you're gonna overcook it but but as a person like in your you're progressing when you're not in prep like there's a there's progression to be had in prep I guess in a different kind of way but when you're in in an off or I don't really like to call it an off season it's more of an improvement season you're and my coach calls it that too because it's not you're not off you should be maintaining that um prep is all year round essentially yeah I mean it's got it yeah so to jump into it because the prep like prep itself is such a um, isolating sport yeah, it's it, it does get really isolating. It, it, that the prep side of it, like like prepping to compete, is is extreme. But the yeah. the the lifestyle of a bodybuilder could look as well extreme to some people, or just to the average person being like, well, "Why have you got packed meals?" And yeah. you know, when I was working at the hospital, people <laughs> thought I was the weirdest thing for having like my little bag of all my meals and stuff prepared, like. That was, I um, thought it was so strange. Yeah, that was like um, me the other weekend. I went on a winery <laughs> and I legit, I packed all my meals. I had my BCAs mm-hmm. and <laughs> at a wine tour. And they were like, what is going on here? I'm like, I'm just here to like, you know, dance. Like, I'm fine. It's yeah. funny. People think it's like you become a character to people. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you're like a cartoon character. It's Literally. like, who is this person? Like, And it didn't bother me at all. Like, honestly, I was That's like, awesome. I am, you know, still high as a kite. Like, I am life of the party still. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, I'll be having my morning tea and obviously, like, that's at 10 a.m. So I'm having, like, my second meal of the day and people are like, are you eating your lunch now? And I'm like, no, I don't. it doesn't work like that. I get to eat every, like, four hours or whatever. But... Like a cow. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> munching away. They're like, is it good food for you? And I was like, yeah, you get it growing. I love it. So that's what I think about when I'm in prep is how it's, like, how much – every meal like really counts when you're in off season. So mm-hmm. it's like, you don't get to do that when you're in prep, you're, you're stagnant. So you're looking at the like whatever's underneath of what you've built in your improvement season. Yeah. So yeah, the improvement season. So how many improvement seasons have you had and what is it like switching the flip, like switch, not the flip Paris, the switch. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you're sounds like I'm prepping. Oh, I know. I was going to say, do you want to come and like finish it off with me? 
What's it like flipping the switch, I guess, from an off-season until prep? You got it, girl. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I feel like, I guess personally, and everyone has a different opinion on it, but I don't feel like there is a switch for Mm. me. Like Mm. I try to be in a place like when I'm considering, like when I picked the next show that I was going to do, I would then structure, you know, my day and my routine to then just blend in to then when I was in prep, like when it was, when it was time to, to switch it on, I guess I was already, I was already on. That's good. So did you find, did you have any balance in your life though? Um, Yeah. So Oh, I love, so anyone that knows me will know that I absolutely froth almond croissants. Like I am the biggest, oh my God, girl, when I'm in Adelaide again, (laughs) we're going, (laughs) I, I'm the biggest foodie. I love food. Um, Mum's, mum's side's Italian. So she was always the overfeeder. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. But yeah, I especially when I do have the opportunity when I am in in improvement season it's it is about balance because prep isn't balanced at all right yeah so you find balancing because I know even with my clients they find it really hard with balancing even I yeah Yeah. and like feeling guilty like feeling really guilty Yeah. yeah it's it's I guess it depends the environment that you in that you're in and that you've created for yourself I guess so I kind of look Mm -hmm. at it like my own progression in my life and where I am now versus where I was even when I started my first prep like I was working part-time at the hospital yeah um but I'd actually made sure that I wasn't like doing things like night shifts and like you know I kind of worked that in my favor to help me like be in an environment that was conducive to what my goals are that's a really good tip actually because I I mean with my job I have no choice because we have like being full-time you have to do night shift and that's something yeah you really struggle with um especially in a deficit to stretch in your percent yeah, I've got friends that are that are in prep currently that are still doing nights. Oh. Like it's yeah, it's oh. not it's not ideal at all. It's so hard. Yeah. So then going from I guess being employed by someone else to then working for myself and running my own business, it's got its own Perks. set of yeah, yeah, it's it's got its own pros and cons. Like obviously still having to be in charge of you know, my business and having that still running and then still being able to, you know, be the photographer for my clients and then also being, you know, the athlete, like the serious athlete. It is, um, it's all about balance, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. But if, yeah. if you're in, the, if you're in a spot, I think I'm all about like intuition and, and listening to Your what body. is happening. Yeah. And what is happening around you as well. Like if, if you're running into, you know, problems either with if it's with your health or if it's with your relationships or Mm. everything around you that's a sign whether you need to like step back and and reassess that's really yeah if you aren't in a good place then prep's not going to be 
the band-aid that fixes the issue yeah. Yeah. so I think and I've seen a few people go down that path of just trying to get through it and it rarely will ever you know I was gonna pay off in their favor yeah I was gonna say so what you're essentially going through in that improvement season so it's just say mentally you know you're up mm. and then you head into a prep does that essentially just tenfold you know you just kind of prep won't help anything yeah I feel like if you're confident in yourself if you've got a level of self-awareness I think you should have a very a a decent you know amount of self-awareness before you even consider doing a comp because that's something that you're going to see your body morph and you're not gonna you're like all the things that come with prep is gonna fuck with your head <laughs> like for, yeah. for all intensive purposes but it, you have to be um yeah you have to be confident in all stages not yeah. just being confident when you're shredded or when you're lean like it's it's got to be all the way through and just trusting that each season that you're in is going to serve a purpose that will complement the next one so being in a prep and an off season um Is there any uncomfortable situations that you went through and how did it feel for you? How did you go through it and overcome it? Yeah. So when I last, like my last competitive season and my last prep at the end of it, that's when COVID hit. So when I'd finished the comp, all the gyms were shut. So I had pretty much like I came back to the Gold Coast because I was in Melbourne for the the Arnold that was in the back of a a warehouse. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um. And yeah. So I got back and then everything was locked down. Like I was just that would have been forced so to. Yeah, I was pretty much at home. I didn't have. I was still working at the hospital casually, but because I was in a casual position there, they didn't have a lot of work for the casual nurses. It was just the permanent staff that took, you know, the jobs that needed to be done. So I was essentially at home with a spin bike and some bands. That would have been so (laughs) mentally challenging. And that was, yeah, that was it. So it was Mm -hmm. that point where I, that was probably my biggest struggle because that's the point, that's the part that you should really take seriously just as serious as a prep is your reverse out of it right so going through that situation um to overcome it did you just communicate with your coach and did your training change yeah so I because it was such a a weird time I've always kept I always kept in contact with with my coach but we were all obviously just online um and I ended up actually moving up to North Queensland to take a job um at an emergency up in Mackay. Oh wow. Which was which was a whole nother adventure in itself. That's, <laughs> right, that's crazy. Yeah. So it was a lot of change in a really short period of time. Yeah. And during that phase as well, I was falling out of love, I guess, with my nursing career. And I mm. wasn't fully happy with that. So I guess I was in that period of like trying to figure out my identity after competing and being in that you know I guess the spotlight of the of prep and then the shows and doing well in the shows 
So when I did my first show, I was first in novice um, oh in Queensland God. and then I was third at the national competition. Ooh, so that's amazing. Yes, Queen. Yeah. Oh. So going from that, which is like a bit of a fairy tale, um, <laughs> obviously like through the prep, I was, you know, manifesting everything that I did end up achieving, which was amazing. Yes. But then coming out of it, on the other side, having this, you know, worldwide pandemic. <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a head fuck, but yeah. so your mentality would have changed. Like, do you think? Yeah, um, I feel the like different off season. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people struggle after after competing with finding, you know, their purpose for the next the next phase which is obviously your your improvement season but that's going to take time like it's going to take time for your body to recover from what you've put it through yeah yeah Yeah. so I think and with my nursing and everything as well I've always been really like an advocate for getting your bloods done get like seeing a doctor that you trust and being able to be completely open with um and then you know putting things in place that are gonna help you like and just try not to to dwell on the negative things like you know not being able to go to the gym and you know exactly just being in a different phase of your life and just kind of accepting that and then moving forward with what what you've got really so I like I did go into a bit of a bit of a hole I guess after after prep but I I knew that like it was there was something on the other side of it so just doing what I could and then taking the new job being in a new a new town and driving a hell of a lot because North Queensland's bloody everything's hours from each other um yeah I had a lot of time to like actually think and figure out what I wanted to do when I eventually moved back home because I knew that was only temporary it was just a it was a six-month um, contract at the hospital oh, um, yeah but that's so, so important th- to sit down and just kind of figure out I guess where you want to go and who you are yeah mm. you think it's so important for after your show to have something outside of prep because obviously mm-hmm. prep is so consuming like 100%. you need to have something outside of it like it can't define you as a person always I feel like yeah you see people that just identify as an athlete and it's like it's amazing that that's what your purpose is but I feel like you need to be like I see when people are talking about chasing a pro card and all of those things it's like you you need to be a professional in your life before you can yeah you can really earn that title as a professional athlete like you've kind of got to have all your boxes around it ticked as well the way I see it, it's like, for example, you know, you, it's like you're building this empire, you know, you've got your job and you've got these sponsorships and, mm. but then you're also an athlete and you're into bodybuilding. So you've created, you know, who you are, but then you also compete, you know, you aren't yeah. that, that person that competes. You have so yeah. much you. Yeah. So when I was like, when I was up in North Queensland and I was doing a hell of a lot of driving I was (laughs) driving from Mackay to Airlie Beach back and forth because my um my ex was living in Airlie so I was driving back and forth between there how long is that um that was oh I think it's about two hours between Mackay and Airlie Beach that is dedication (laughs) two hours yeah every week so yeah 
Yeah. yeah. So, but lots of time to actually sit and, well, drive and think about how, what I wanted to do next. And the more I thought about it and the more I would think about my hobby, which has always been photography and just making things look pretty like as well as my body like yeah yeah <laughs> so just aesthetics have all has always been a massive part of my life I'm a Libra yeah. so I love <laughs> I love things that look nice like I'm very just yeah that love- way inclined so so touch yeah on, um because before you said manifestation so do you manifest a lot in you know your career and your competing um because mm. I'm a big I love manifesting like things and goals yeah manages that side of it like a spiritual sign um yeah I guess how do you manifest your goals or you know do you write down your goals and then you work towards that or what do you do I'm do big it? on law of attraction yeah so yeah that's something that I feel like I get and especially in prep as well when it's quite isolated and I'm really just doing monotonous things day to day I'm more present and more I guess spiritual in that way when I've got less of the outside world to worry about Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes yeah it does so yeah so I feel like as much as prep flies and then time just flies in general it's like being able to wherever you are and in whatever environment that you're in it's having enough you know confidence and like I guess trust in the unknown that whatever you want to create or wherever you want to go in life you can make it happen it's just doing things in the space that you're in that are conducive with that so whether it's journaling or you know finding things that make you you really like internally happy not externally for the gram like yeah as much as that's important like I'm running a business that literally started through me sharing my my journey through social media but it's all of those things outside of it that have to happen before you get that recognition. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. And obviously, yeah. So you've got a bit of a presence on social media and you post quite a lot about your journey and yourself. Have you experienced any backlash or hate at all? Or negativity? Yeah. Have you seen oh. a bit of a negative side of the sport? It's, I feel it's really, it's, very few and far between I'll get like just randomly sometimes on those anonymous questions like you'll get I'll get something like it'll just be a a sly comment about something physique related or you know asking about past relationships or just you know things that people want to pick at and it's just it's more like a reflection of of them and their own insecurities and they're projecting that yes onto someone that is clear like you know the way I share things on social media, I'm sharing my life day to day. Like it's pretty much second nature to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like part of my job. Yeah. But we well, you know, love people it. following your journey and it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Even if you you're always going to run into negative, negative people. But if you are confident enough in your own path and how you're approaching your life and you're just understanding that everyone's got their own journey to go on as well, then the negative stuff is just, I just, I laugh. I laugh a lot. (laughs) Do you believe your friendship 
you know, prior to starting bodybuilding and getting into it has changed? Or, um, yeah. you know, did you have some friends that didn't really quite understand the support, um, sport, sorry, and support you? That's a really good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I have, like, I'm a bit of a, I'm an extroverted introvert. So <laughs> I, I like, yeah, so I love spending time alone, but like, um, my friendship groups, I guess, not that I really, I just have scattered, you know, people that I'm close to in a lot of different places, I guess, family and friends. Um, I guess when you are in this sport, you, you obviously do like you're, you develop a kind of network of people that are, you know, aligned with what you're doing. But at the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. my circle now compared to when I started I guess in both like in the competitive side of things went from having a lot of friends to just having a few really trustworthy and loyal Mm -hmm. um people because the sport and people who who you know have been in the industry for a while can like there is the the ugly side of it at the same time it's just there can be a lot of toxic you know I guess masculinity femininity like all of all of those things are like a part of it but it's the way you deal with it yeah 100% like I'm I still have a lot of friends that aren't in bodybuilding at all like they don't like they understand it from how they see my life but they it's just that it's not for them yeah. And that's that's amazing because I love going and catching up with my friends that aren't in it because it's just yeah. like, oh. Not talking you know. about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing. It's yeah. like as much as I could talk about bodybuilding all day, like it's it's nice to sit and just chat about, you know, someone else's life and, and what they do and what makes them happy. Like, yeah. And that's why I love my job as much as photography. I've got a lot of – I shoot with mostly just athletes now, but – I will come across the odd odd person that's just got, they've just, you know, they've had a journey themselves and then they're coming to me for, you know, to they're confident enough in themselves that they're going to do a photo shoot. And that's amazing as well. Yeah. But that's amazing. Like, so your job, you would have connections not only around Australia, but pretty much around the world, which is amazing. Yeah. It's crazy what's happened in the last year. Like (laughs) it's even in the last, what, eight, nine months, I think when uh, pretty much from the start of this year, it was when a lot of doors started opening. I had a job offer in Dubai that I didn't end up going through with, but the fact that I was even offered (laughs) offered something like that. And after just a year, like, yeah, about six months of taking my my business seriously I was just yeah it's been crazy how how fast it's like caught on and yeah yeah. that just proves like you never know what's going to happen in a year's time like you just know and it's awesome like that I love embracing like Mm -hmm. yeah the unknown Mm -hmm. and that's yeah I think that's important for people especially bodybuilders who we're naturally very you know we want to control all the the variables in what we're doing yeah so being adaptable to change and being like say me move literally pandemic moving away having to move away for a job for six months it's like well what am I going to do in that like in that time to still 
get myself ahead. And in that time, that's when I decided I wanted to establish more. Yes. Yeah. So from then it was then just me getting all the back end, like figuring out what, how I wanted to make it look and my style. And, like, and you just have a style. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got your style. It's very yeah. distinct. That was, Good. yeah, very, um, very much the time where I nailed that in. I was like, I, I messed around with, you know, dark, I'd had my Instagram very like quite light actually, even when I was in Airlie because obviously it's Airlie Beach and it's yeah. beautiful, yeah. so coastal. So we got all the coastal the pre pie. the pre preset packs and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you guys can buy my presets when I end up releasing. Them. I was going to say, <laughs> do you have presets? Because I will. I will be. So once, yeah, yeah. So once prep's done, I will be putting a lot more time into my like. I guess my personal brand um, and that side of things because a lot of people are very um, interested in like how I run and I guess create my Instagram aesthetic. Yeah. So I would say that's would something. That. <laughs> yeah, that's something. So there'll be um, in the process of doing an ebook um, and some presets and stuff so people can. Um, I guess do it for themselves really Um, yeah yeah so it was just it was more just figuring out my style and how I wanted to you know go about things and then just putting that into place and then when I got back to the coast it was me just organizing people that I that I knew or knew of and shooting with them and creating content and I did so much of that at the start out of my own pocket like I just went for it completely and one of my my good mates now Morgan um Morgan Eldridge she's another bikini athlete she um was actually one of the first girls to come and shoot with me um when I started law yeah so we were talking and she was talking about her online coaching and she told me she's just like if you want to do it just go all in like don't think twice about it just do it how do you balance obviously yeah you're five weeks out so that's a very like mentally draining um you have so many boxes to tick but you are running your own business so for people out there like how would you oh no, my god how do I say the word Bella prize prize I can't say the word your time yeah so I guess it's just being able to task manage I think when I was nursing I learned that quite it was about well I was in charge of people's other people's lives not mine um but yeah being able to manage your time and being realistic I guess with me like I'm very much like goal driven and wanting to do everything but being realistic about it and knowing that I won't be able to shoot as much like leading, like getting closer to the show, like I won't be shooting from two weeks um, out of my competition. Yeah, I was going to say, so, that, yeah, like you're five weeks out and, you know, you're killing it. Like you're taking so much on still. Yeah, so I'd stu- I have my books open and I'd shoot Fridays and Saturdays as my main shoot days. But yeah. then if I do have... I've got a lot of friends, I guess, in the industry that are just like I'm and I'm all about it because I love it. I'll help friends out with content and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
during the weeks as well when they need it. If I've got friends, like I've just had a friend recently start her own business, so I'll help her out with things like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's nonstop. But I think that's good though. Do you find yeah. it easier keeping yourself um, busy though? In a way, yeah, because I feel like that sense of urgency just keeps me like rolling. Like I'm, I'm always, I guess, doing something. And, but then at the same time, having a routine that's going to give me, like, I'm still getting my mornings to myself. Like that's my morning time. Yeah. My rituals in the morning are just what makes me, you know, I can get through the rest of the day easily because I've got that morning to myself. Yes. So do you want to tell the listeners about your next, you know, competition and what you're like you're doing? Yeah. So this one's exciting. (laughs) So I never want to do things in halves. When I decided to compete, I wanted to do the Arnold, um, the Arnold show, like the expo, but it obviously didn't end up turning out to be the expo, but I still did the competition that I, I wanted to do. It just didn't have the, like, you know, the international you know, pro show and all that with it, but yeah. it was still a big show. And so I, I went for it and did did just as well as I, I wanted to. Um, and then from that moment, I wanted to have a big off season to grow and to progress. And from then I was a little, I'd been training for about five years, but yeah. I still was, you know, fresh into competing. So I wanted to have a good amount of time off to get myself you know recovered from then and then go into an improvement phase that would set me up for where I am now which is all starting to peak through as and glutes like yeah yeah. oh my gosh yeah honestly motivation what do they say glute size delts yeah I want a bowling ball out. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But it's like that's I just preach that like I had two and a half years off, so yeah. any like any amount of time that you're spent growing and progressing is good time spent. You need yeah. to do it. I feel like a lot of girls can just go comp to comp and kind of not mm-hmm. realize that and it might be an element of denial of not thinking that they need to bring anything up or like if okay say you're a genetic freak and you and you can then good on you you know but at the end of the day it's it's not you know you're not progressing when you're in prep you're in a deficit your body isn't improving you know yeah yeah. and you want it each time you go like step your heel on that stage you want to improve you want to be better than your last package every time absolutely and even just looking at photos now from three years ago I know I've already beaten my last package by a mile just miles yeah which is crazy so yeah so having that now and seeing it all pay off is just that's so, so much more satisfying than just being like, okay, yeah. when's the next comp? When's the next comp? Yeah. Like, Amazing. I'm not thinking about the next comp. I'm just thinking about how I can improve my own physique because yeah. I'm a bodybuilder first. Yeah, you versus you pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for the shows, I'll be competing at the qualifier in Queensland in five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so the national show, I am actually going to be um, shooting because oh, really? I'm part of the, um, the media oh, team. Nice. So I, my end goal for this prep is to do the amateur olympia in in vegas what? in december hey she gonna like yeah un- yeah <laughs> that's incredible yeah. so, so that's um yeah that's i plan. would love to touch on if you're comfortable but about peds so for the list absolutely um performance enhancement drugs um i think for it's, sure especially coming from a female um perspective as well and yeah yeah I mean people think you know there is different categories like ICN I compete natural but IFBB you know people are enhanced so Mm -hmm. people need to be educated about that 100% and I feel like um there's a lot of there is a lot of information out there but I don't think a lot of people are like us actually seeking it out it's more just you're talking amongst you know your circle of friends that are that are into it and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of you know judgment of people that do judgment of people that don't like it's it's such a it is such a taboo topic with females in particular because at the end of the day it if you're in a if you're in a sport that and you're in a federation I should say that doesn't test their Mm -hmm. athletes for and that's I'll say loosely that, you know, the even in the natural federations, there's that chance that someone Won't. has, yeah, that has still used PEDS in the past that it, it is still going to contribute to how their, you know, their physique yeah. looks when they're competing, whether it's now or if it was five or six years ago. Because they still do um, that muscle tissue from... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's... It's, it's a thing now that at the end of the day, like it's nobody's business what you choose to do with your body. It's more what you are comfortable and like if you're willing to accept, you know, the risks yeah. that are involved with that and you're educated on what you're doing and you have a coach that can be completely transparent and say, look, this is like you're working with them. You're not just getting information and going, oh, this is what I need to do. It's like, no, this is what I want to do and I'm doing it in a way that's conducive to my goals, not for someone else's approval, for what that you think someone or, or the federation wants you to do. It's not about that at all. It's It's very, it should be such a, personal thing to make that choice I think that an important thing to also highlight if someone is enhanced it doesn't mean they haven't worked hard because I I know a couple people who um I guess went down that path and they looked no different to before that so it's yeah effort your intensity at the gym and everything like that um yeah the same amount of work to put in yeah it's very much like if you're it's it's your intention behind why you're choosing to do something so if someone's using 
a, a drug to make up for the fact that they aren't training with intensity or they aren't, you know, where they want to be with their physique, then that's only, you're only going to get the result of that for a period of time that you're on the, the, the drug. 100%. And then once you're off, you're back to square one. 100%. So if you've got, if you've spent the time and the years that it takes to get to know your body and then your goal, like whatever your goals are and your, in your own journey of where you see yourself and what you want to do, if that all lines up, then that's when, and your health obviously is in check as well. If you're not getting your bloods done and you're taking a, mm-hmm. a drug, then I'm sorry, but you need help yes you need some help (laughs) because everything everything kind of changes doesn't it like your nutrition has to change your training that's why you have to work closely with your coach coach. like you need just that guidance it's yeah it's it's so important to have people around you and resources around you that are gonna keep you aligned with what you're doing so if you're getting bad information then you're going to get a bad result of what you know you're trying to do so it's it's all out it's all out there I listened to a a lady over in um in the states her name's Victoria Felker okay and if there's any anything that anyone would take from this podcast it's to look her up because she is one of the most intelligent and just no, you know, no boundaries really around female um, hormones and like performance enhancing drugs, all of that tied in together. She's an incredibly smart woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially the female hormones. Yes. That's so important. Even just cycle and, you know, timing everything. 100%. Yeah. There's a lot. I feel like a lot of girls, they'll, it's, you know, trying to not have a period or it's trying to avoid what your body is naturally trying to do itself. And I mean, I'm not an expert in it. I have been, (laughs) I have been a registered nurse for six years, so I can give a part, a little bit of advice on it. Um, But it's so important for women to just know their bodies inside and out before making choices that are potentially going to affect you down the track. And, yeah, I really appreciate you, like, talking about it too because, yeah, I feel like a lot of people try and hide it. 100%. That's why people just need to be, you know, just very honest, open and honest about it. Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day it's it can be your own choice. It doesn't have to be because at the end of the day, like you, you don't have to stand there and be like, I'm not an, not a natural athlete or I'm a natural athlete. Like that shouldn't be a title. Like it's I'm an athlete or I'm not an athlete. Like it, it, you, it's not a title full stop. You just, you're, it's your own business. And at the end of the day as well, like you don't have to disclose those things because they're also illegal. So it's yeah. one of those things that, you know, it's nobody's business really. It's mm-hmm. just it should be your business personally to be educated about what these things are before going down that path. 
yeah. exactly stay in your own I was going to say it's more so it's, 100% you don't yeah. have to announce it it's just so if no. you really want to go down that route like you said yeah. find the coach and just educate yourself 100% like I and I would get I do get a few questions even when um like you like when I did my first comp I was getting questions if I was a natural athlete and it's it's still nobody's business regardless yeah. of that's just people being nosy exactly exactly <laughs> I mean yeah. everyone loves a bit of drama that's not their drama <laughs> yeah I was gonna say some tea here yeah 100% but all right yeah. honey um so last little question because you've done um you know a couple of shows and you're heading into a show as well um do you have any rituals that you do before you head on stage yeah so uh, I've only done two shows, but both of them I would was just so autopilot by the time yeah. I got there that when I was on stage and then having a background of, of being on stage when I was younger, um, I was already kind of familiar to that environment. If you haven't been on stage before, it's it's surreal yeah it's a surreal experience the lights you can't see anyone like you just like you can just literally see the heads of the judges at the front and you're like yeah um it all depends on the the stage you're on and the lighting but um but yeah I guess when I got on stage I knew that I'd nailed my entire prep I knew I'd nailed everything that I needed to and I was confident and if you know you've ticked every single box and you haven't missed a step, you just now exu- enjoy it. It, that that energy just that just comes off on stage. Yeah. So oh the God. judges, like the judges are human as well. They can sense when someone isn't confident. Like they can and you can see it fairly clearly if they you know if they stumble or if yeah sometimes that just happens and you know whatever but it's just having that energy that you are there and you got there and no one else is going to mess with that because you've just spent all of this time getting yourself to that point. So why why stress? Why be like worried because you've done everything every single thing in your power to be in that place exactly no more steps no more cardio no more yeah now just enjoy the moment yeah smile be sassy whatever you want i definitely notice energy you know when they stepped on the stage people that brought an energy really I don't know, kind mm. of lit up the stage and you could tell he was Oh, nervous. you can tell. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. That's why I'm so big on intention and, and energy and manifesting all of those things. You just, you're injecting yourself into whatever you're doing and you're embracing every single part of it. So if you're doing it from an external, you know, place, it's not going to fulfill you as much as if you are internally driven to do that job whatever you're doing that's really so yeah yeah I say some nice things sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah perfectly yeah (laughs) yeah she's put together I know I'll throw out some yes that's right it's the caffeine for sure 100% 
perfect thank you so much for on today you're Honestly. so welcome thank yeah. you so much for having me that's okay um but where can we find you what's your instagram name where can everyone find you yes so my personal instagram is just empr yeah and it's got three underscores after that so <laughs> i'm sure if people just search that they'll figure it out yeah um but yeah. my business page is law aesthetic as well my mm-hmm. photography so those oh, are my two two spots that you can find me perfect perfect thank you again and thank you for everyone for listening yeah we hope you got something out of it And as always, we hope you have a magical week. And if there's anything else, um, just let us know. Um, And remember, stay stay peachy. peachy.